Honey, can you turn your cell phone off while we're doing the podcast? Yeah, mm-hmm. That's just about the Billy pop-up shop. But I You're guess doing I a pop-up shop? Mm-hmm. You want to start the podcast by promoting your company? Okay, roll the music. What time do you leave tomorrow? My plane's at 12.30. I have a major headache, so let's just get on with this. Um, Why do you have... Um, I know... Uh, we I don't want to pick... Uh, uh, I, 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 would I like don't want to talk about your physical leave. appearance, but can we start by talking about the zit on your chin? Not in a mean way. I just Casey, haven't... you pick scabs off your body so often that I can't even share a bed with you because there's blood. Don't just, worry about one little zit on my chin. We should just qualify that. Um, I run a lot, so my feet are kind of. No, I'm talking about up. the stuff on your back that you pick at. Well, you should see my elbow now, too, because I fell off. I got hit by a bike this morning on my run. Thank God we don't share a bed. Candace and I sleep in separate beds. Have we discussed that in the podcast yet? Okay, I know what I want this week to be about because this has been like. We've been pretty happy-go-lucky for the last couple episodes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not sign up for an angry episode this week. I'm not week. angry. It's just this would be the first week where reality sets in that we had a very challenging week as a couple. My week was great. What was the challenging part? Are you acting right now or do you want to talk about what, what actually happened this week? I'm serious. You don't recall us having a tiff this week or me being upset with you. Or me having to call an extra session so that I could figure it out for us. About the color of the car. Well, and everything. And you being gone for six days and not telling me that you were coming back until the day before. And then me realizing that, like, you know, there's all these questions about how do I deal with you traveling. And the truth is, I find it really hard to deal with you traveling. We made a pact that you is would... Is this co- what we're talking about this week? Yes. you okay. made. We made a pact... You made a pact that you wouldn't be traveling as much as you did in the year prior. And you have been really good about it. And I think that because of that, our home life has been stable. Your world is chaos. We have to find stability somewhere. You left for five days or six days, which then became six days or seven days. And what I realized is when you come back, it's not straight back to what we've practiced, the stability we practiced and the routine we practiced. When you come back, it's another three or four days of you like adjusting back to family life and the schedule and the time and, and me and everything. And then I'm super sensitive because the truth is I'm resentful. As much as I can say, oh, I support you and I support your work, and I, I do, but when you leave me, I become resentful. And then I become short-tempered. And then everything you do, I'm curt and rude and you I, don't understand why. I haven't, um, I haven't been traveling this year, but just help. When did we make a, a pact? That we sounds... did it with Dr. P. We sat there and she said, if this next year is going to go as well as we plan it to, then you have to reconsider traveling so much. Long periods of traveling. Because I didn't like it when you were gone for a week no, at a time. But that's like, that's like pretty casual. Like pact is like... That... What, go, what is said in our therapist's office is Bible, is like, that's it. I feel like even when we're there, I still just say what you want to hear so we can move things forward. That's ridiculous. But I haven't been traveling much. Anyway, I think that the other thing we spoke about at my emergency appointment 
was... I thought the emergency appointment was solely because of the, you didn't like that I changed the color of the car. Because I was trying to figure out why did this bother me so much? Why did it bother me so much that you came home a day late? Why did it bother me so much that you changed the color of the car without telling me? Why did it bother me so much that you, I overheard you asking Dean to go to a movie at key downtime, 7.30 p.m.? Why did I scream, you are not going to a fucking movie from the other room? The thing is that, like, I'm pretty sure that if I wasn't irritated that you were gone and irritated by the Tesla and irritated by all the other shit, if I wasn't resentful, I would have just come out and been like, Casey, dude, you can't go to a movie right now. It's like you've been gone for six days. Come, you know, but my reaction was so angry. So what Because I'm we, so resentful honey, when you've you just travel. Been, you've just been, you've just been, um... You've just been complaining for like six minutes. What are we, what constructive, how do we constructively address the litany of um, problems that you have right now that is furthered by your headache? And I got you more ring dings. I think that what... If you're hungry. We concluded, me and my coach, was that I, that nothing you do comes out of a bad place. And we both, I know that because because you're a great person. Great. Okay. Thank you for listening, everyone. (laughs) We'll see you next week. (laughs) Nothing comes from a bad place. So it's how I react to it. And the thing is, my expectations are too high. And I don't mean that like I need to treat you like you're a dummy or something. It's just that I can't expect you to know what I want and what I'm thinking at all times. If I had to translate that, it would be that um, I'm not a damn mind reader and I never have any idea what the hell's going through your brain. So I'm just trying to guess my very, very, very best. Yeah, and I think that goes for... And I'm and not I get trying it wrong to be re- most of the time. I'm not trying to be sexist um, Here we go. against men. <laughs> <laughs> but men and women are different. Hey. And like... Can we just do a what? super quick um, feminist segue? I tweeted today this video of this cop beating the ever-living shit out of this 20-year-old mom on the beach in New Jersey. Oh, did you see the whole video, though? She was a total I, okay, maniac. I, I, I made no judgment mm-hmm. on her behavior. No, all, she didn't deserve All I punched, said was, but... like, under no circumstances do you ever hit hit a woman because mm-hmm. you've got these two enormous men, regardless of the fact they're in uniform, holding down this very small woman, mm-hmm. striking her with a closed fist. Mm-hmm. Wrong. Yeah, I mean, regardless of the circumstances, in, in the circumstances that are muddled, she was drunk, but she wasn't listening to him, she hit the cop, like there's a lot. Regardless, you just never, you never hit a woman. And that was all I said. And there were like 25 comments more, 50 comments under it that were all men that were justifying when and why it's okay to hit a woman. Mm-mm. Yeah, they were all like, so wait, if a woman hits you first, you can't hit her back? What? And then like links to like YouTube videos of like comedians being like, situations where it's okay to hit a woman. And then like hypotheticals that were like, if a woman has a suicide vest on, can you hit her then, Casey? Is that never? And it was like all, and then I went through and like every single one of them was from a, from a dude. Weird. And I wasn't making some political statement. It wasn't like a feminist statement. There was nothing about it except for the fact that like uh, it's very hard to determine who's right or wrong in a situation like that when there's a man, a large man, striking a small woman in the face with a closed fist. Well, I think uh, <laughs> I don't want to get.
get political is my least favorite thing to do. But I think uh, on a bigger note, it's like, we, why is it shoot to kill when somebody's running away from you? Okay, why is it like you're taking this in a direction right shoot now? A Let me, let's just put it back. Let's just pull it right back onto anyway onto the highway and. Straight, straight. Can we east. go back to the expectations? I think a lot of women would really like to hear what I have to say about this. No, I think I think you're right. I think generically, like something I've always subscribed to is expectations are resentments in the making. Like, oh, if, completely. If I have expectations of you and you don't meet them, then I resent you for it. Mm-hmm. And where that gets where that gets especially confusing or challenging are all those things you were just bitching about. Asking Dean to go to the movies, changing the color of the car, which we need to talk about, and all of those other like somewhat in, in, insulary, ins, ins, insular. Is that the right? What is insular? Ancillary. Ancillary is the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. That means not the main. Mm-hmm. All those other ancillary um, things in our relationship that all combined made you so upset. Like you had expectations around all this. You expected right. me to not go to the movies with Dean. Yes, but, but like what the fuck? How is that a, such a... Okay, I'm literally on jumping on either side of the fence right now because on the one hand, I do believe that you can't have like... You can't have unreasonable expectations of your partner. On the other hand... I literally told you that I like needed to lie down for five minutes. I haven't been feeling well. And I hear you from the other room after you just were away for five, nay, six or seven days. And I hear you making plans to go to a movie during dinner time, bath time, and put Francine to bedtime, which is the hardest time of the day. And you come in, you're like, why are you being such a bitch? And I'm like, what part of you thinks it's okay to go to a movie with your brother right now? He's like, I was going to ask you. Well, let's unpack it a little bit. First of all, the movie was an hour and a half later. Second, you and I had talked about all day, like, should we go to a movie today? And you're like, nah, maybe, nah, yeah. And then the babysitter went home and I was like, okay, movie scratch. But Dean was there and we were talking about it. And it was, this was at like 6.30 and we found a movie at 8.45. 7.45. Was it 7.45? Yeah. We found a movie at 7.45, as in an hour and a half later from when I was having this conversation with Dean. And he really wanted to go. And I never see my brother. And I was like, okay, there's one at 7.45. And this is a conversation. I was like, there's one at 7.45. And he was like, okay, cool. And I was like, well, let me go ask Candace. And then you screamed from the other room, like, no effing way, you're going to the movies. So all I'm trying to do is have you understand where my, like, why it didn't seem so insanely unreasonable in my brain. Yes, tell me what, how you think that was a reasonable thing to consider to do. What part, this is what, as a woman, I cannot understand. Where in that thought process was the, hmm, 7.45 is right when Francine goes to sleep. It's always a challenge. Once Francine's asleep, Candace is trapped in the house. Da-da-da-da. Like, it was the most selfish. Like, I just thought, like, I cannot believe you're only thinking of yourself right now after you've been gone for so long. It's the very next day, which I think was Sunday, Right? Mm-hmm. I know what you're going to say. You watch the baby in the morning. No, no I, I always watch the baby in the morning. It's my favorite time with her. No, in that afternoon, we had the babysitter for a couple hours that afternoon, and you took a nap, and I was like, all right, I'm going to run to the office. And you said then, you should go out to, you texted me, or you, you said to me, you should go out to the movies with your brother tonight. So I don't, maybe you were just saying that because of the, we had been fighting the night before. I don't understand. Or even last night, when Roy emailed me and was like, yo, let's hang out. And that was like seven. 
And I present, I brought that up to you. I was like, hey, Roy wants to hang out. And you're like, you should go hang out with him. Yeah, because you came to me to ask me, which makes me feel important. But that's what I said, literally said to Dean. I was like, no. let me go ask Candace. You were making plans for the movie. But I said And the then w- after you found the movie that was the right time for you, you came and said, you didn't even come. I heard you. And then I yelled at you before you even came to ask me. Before, you should be like, I just don't, I just, oh, God. Yeah, none of this makes any sense to me. Yeah, because you just don't, I don't. I think that if you take a step back, it's how important do I feel in your rundown of what is going to happen that day? So at that moment with Dean. Dean's my brother. You weren't considering me. You were but already I, making plans with your brother. But I said to him, all right, let me run this by Candace. Yeah, but at what point, why, why, my dream, my expectation is that you would say, mm, you know what, 7.45 is probably a really bad time. Let me just check with Candace because I think it'd be better if we went to like a movie after nine. Like okay, that I, is I, what I expect you to think of. I don't expect you to think like... <laughs> but wait, okay, so you're using the word expect now. So mm-hmm. we're getting back to your thesis, yes. which is that expectations are really bad. They are bad. Which makes you, but then on the other side which, of the fence, it's like, which makes Jesus, you, can you not... Like, I also expect you to, like, replace the toilet paper if it's done. And you do that. Well, I do that. You do that. Let How me say, to read expect, your, here's expectations okay, okay. that, like, don't bother... That aren't met, that don't bother me too much, and expectations... Well, do bother uh, what, me. So rather like, than getting into the weeds, no, how I am I supposed to more generically navigate this? Well, let me, if I can field. give you some examples, okay, give me some we examples. may see a pattern. Okay, go. So I expect you to put the seat down when you pee. I always do that. Yes. I expect you to put the dishes in the dishwasher at the end of the night. You don't always do that. But I don't really bitch about it, do I? Sometimes I do that. So you do not meet my expectations for something like that, but that's okay. I expect. Wait, wait, wait. I expect you to not eat in bed, but you do. I do. It's fucking disgusting. We don't sleep in the same bed, though. It doesn't matter. It's disgusting. We have a white carpet in our bedroom, and it's stained all over. No, it is not stained all over. I expect you to use a damn cutting board instead of cutting on the counter. Do you see the damage you did to our counter? That was not for me. That counter's 10 years old. There are new ones. I clean that counter every day. Okay, so what's an expectation that you expect that you have of me? Yeah. That if I don't meet it, makes you irate. So there's little expectations that you sort of have to forgive each other for. This is the biggest struggle in any relationship I've ever had in my entire life is that I don't really have expectations. I don't care. I just go with the flow. I never disappoint you. You're you're constantly (laughs) disappointing me. What is something that's major that I like... (laughs) You're like, God, I, how did she not know the, that would upset okay, me? Okay, this is going to sound crazy, but I feel like you know this. The only time I'm you upset me are when you get mad at me for things I don't understand, and that's always. Like, I don't, like, you, if I ask you about coming home from work late, like I get home every day at 6, and if there's an anomaly and I'm like, I need to go do something tonight, it's fucking war at the nice dad household. But when you need to work late, Sometimes you don't even mention it. You just stay late. Or you need to go out with your girlfriends. It's absolute. I, I'm going out with the girls tonight. I'll be home at nine. There's no discussion. There's no asking. 
You're going to LA this weekend. There's no asking. You just tell me you're going to LA this weekend. Okay, then so, I'm the one that has a tr- has trouble with but expectations. No, the, the point is, none of those things bother me. It's just like I'm like I just go the like that's all that shit's great. I just encourage you to work late. I encourage you to go out with your girlfriends. I mean, I'm asking you to come up with something so that you can. But the point you can I'm see, saying, you can recognize the feeling I have, the frustration I have. I'm when saying I all of this because I. I struggle to empathize with your frustration yes. because to me, all these things are just ebb and flow of relationship and they're so easy for me to dismiss. If you want to go to the movies, be like, fuck yeah, high five, you go. I encourage you to go out all the time. Like I encourage you to work late. I yeah, encourage you to leave me the, alone with the baby. I beg I mean, you. That is a disconnect there because I like you beg can't you understand to give me why... one or two days a week where it's just me and Francine mm-hmm. where I get to watch the baby. I don't know, Casey. We were talking about expectations. How about like what you pictured you would be with? What you pictured your life would be like? Your perfect life. But I live my perfect life. See, we're so different. <laughs> it might be a girl guy thing. Girls, well, I mean, think about girls like from the time they're, you know, 15, think about their wedding and who they're going to marry. And I gave stuff you a like big that. white wedding. I wore a tuxedo and everything. I just didn't, I had braces on. I know that's not what you wanted, but they photoshopped them out before they put pictures of them in a magazine. Yeah. I have a thing with expectations, I guess. You know who else does is my mom. She expects people to act the way she would act, and that's just not how the world works. Yeah. And then you get disappointed, let down, and then you feel bad. I also, like, I harbor such few expectations in life. Like, my, this is, this is my baseline, is that, like, I, when I lived in a trailer park and was on welfare and had a baby and couldn't, could barely afford food, even then, life wasn't so bad. So everything above that to me is just is just like wonderful. So the fact that like we have like a great apartment and we have like great jobs that we like and we have health care, that's crazy. And we're both healthy. So to me, everything is like I, I none of these little things, I don't even notice them. I know. You don't. I know. Because like life is ridiculously perfect. We're healthy, we're two healthy people with a healthy child. And we live in New York City and we're like, we don't, we, and we don't have to worry about how to pay for food. That's like, we did it. So I'm, every day is just a celebration for me. Is that, I feel like you struggle with the fact that I'm. I, I do struggle because I, I feel do. like then you're very, you're very ambitious with your work, but I feel like everything else you're a little bit complacent. I'm so complacent. I'm so happy at home. Look, that's why I'm in therapy. You know what I mean? Like if I wasn't. If I didn't have someone to work on this with, I'd I'd be lost. I'd be okay. So let me just crazy. let me just say back to you what you're saying. How I heard that? Oh God, yeah. Is that I am perfect? No, <laughs> no, no. This is what you just said. I am perfect, and you're constantly working on your imperfections to get on my level. No, I don't think so. That's not what you just said. No. I'm pretty sure that's what no. you said. No, I think that you don't have expectations of. Of your, of your life and your world, and that's why you're not... Look, even with Owen, I have higher expectations than Owen's you do. Owen's perfect. I always want something better for him. You know what? I um, And you're like, he's in school. Great. I'm like, yeah, but what classes is, there, is, he, t- are he, is he... What classes are he... He's all in AP Whoa. class. What class are you okay? Is- <laughs> you know what the discussion of um, expectations reminds me of is going from... And this is the hardest transition uh, of my of my life, um, including anything I've done in my career, anything I've done professionally, including having two kids. The hardest transition was going from single to being married, 
And I don't mean like you're single one day and you're married the next day. I don't mean it legally. I mean like when we went from Candace being Candace and Casey being Casey to us being a family unit. Oh, the worst. That was that was the single hardest thing. I've, I've like, talked about this in the vlog before where I draw a Venn diagram. I draw two circles and on one side it says her and on the other side it says me. And like where it overlaps in the middle, that's the us. That's the relationship. And I think there's this this very false, very frustrating expectation that like the minute you're married, the two circles just becomes one circle and you abandon who you are, she abandons who she is and together we're just this unit. But the reality is so different and we both resisted it so aggressively. And I am like, I'm shocked every day that we actually survive that. It's an everyday survival thing too. Like, um, it's every day it's a challenge. Like you didn't want to give up you didn't want to give up spending time with your friends. I didn't want to give up working around the clock. You didn't want to give up like drinking and going out to bars. I had no, I didn't, that made no sense to me. I was like, what, we're like married. What do you mean you want to go out and party with your friends? That was, overcoming that was probably the hardest. I still mourn my old life. I really do. Mourn is a really strong yes, word. Yes, I feel strongly about it. Many times a week, I think about my life prior to you, prior to us being like, uh, formally living together and a family. I have never traveled less than I do right now. I, I used to just get bored and jump on a plane, find the we cheapest should, JetBlue we ticket. We should characterize that like we both lived really wild lives because we didn't get married till like our early 30s. So we were like... I was 36. Oh, I was 33. But we had both sort of achieved a level of success in our careers that gave us all kinds of fun freedoms. Like we were living the single dream. The single New York City dream. Like jump on a plane. That's what it was. Like going to parties. In Rincon, Puerto Rico, going out to dinner every single night, working as late as I wanted to, could be hungover in the morning and still go to work. Doesn't matter. I'll pass it on the couch. Like, and then like five minutes later. I did whatever I wanted to do. Five minutes later, we were sharing that one bedroom apartment that was tiny. God, it's so miserable. And you were pregnant. <laughs> I really could cry. I really could cry. Do you remember that? And to me, it made like I, to me, I had no understanding of what you were dealing with. Um, it didn't make. It was just that was the most difficult thing. And you know, I, I I think you can, I think you could even like expand that to even casual relationships. Do you? I'm sorry. I still want to talk about the difference between my past and my present life. Do you know that two nights in a row I ate spaghettios for dinner with sriracha sauce? Wait, like this week. Yes. <laughs> and then for my beverage, a fruit punch pouch. A juice pack. And do you know what I ate for dessert? What did you eat for dessert? Organic, those organic Oreo cookies. You also put peanut butter on them, which is just But this is my fucking life. It's fucking Groundhog Day. I just want to get on a plane and go to Puerto Rico and walk around barefoot. Do you know all I want to do is the same thing every day. I want to eat my can of tuna every day. Like, this is why we're so different, and this is why it's like... Look, I love you, but sometimes I get so angry because I'm like really upset right now. Why are you so upset today? I'm just honey? upset. Why? We have health care. I just miss my old. I miss my old life. But you're never gonna have that again. No, you're I know. old. It's really sad. Getting old. I think what happens when you get married later in life is you get very used to your independence and your and getting to do whatever you want whenever you want. And so you 
you live that life so long that it's very difficult to share your life. And I love Francine, but... Wait, you can't have a sentence that, I, that is, I love Francine, but... So what other word can I you use? You just have to rework that. Having a child is the most amazing miracle in the entire world. Great. But... <laughs> <laughs> Don't say it like that. However, no, it's just... It's just hard. I just, I'm like have this wanderlust that is just. Do you think it's, because here, let me bring something else and up And then you say, go travel, go with your friends. Like, I don't have friends that are going to jump on a plane with me anymore. Well, let me bring something up to you. I remember when we first started dating and you were like 27, you used to get mad at me because you would talk about being in college. And <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. And you were mad at me. And you're like, I'll never be, like, I think we watched American Pie together or Porky's or something. And you were like, I'll never be in college together. I know. Fuck this life, Casey. <laughs> Why am I with you in New York City in this relationship? I hate this. I'll never have that again. And it's your fault. Mm. And it's the same conversation we're having right now. I think you're just a you're just an awful victim of nostalgia. I'm a huge victim of nostalgia. Oh my gosh! You it's only like, remember the past. It's I also really, remember. Really aggressive. There's also some examples where we had the most miserable time together ever. Like going to Mexico with your parents that time. We just fought the whole time. Like horrible experiences that you brought up to me later, and you're like, oh, remember when we were in Mexico with our parents? <laughs> like I think you just your brain just it complete like control alt deletes yes, on it all. Does. The hard shit. It does. And like just remembers this idealistic, um, never happened version of the past. And you dwell on that so much. I don't know. I, maybe it's just that I haven't had a proper break. And the few times we've gone away with Francine, that's not a holiday. That's like, it's more complicated than staying here. What do you I would want, like to, I want to go cool. away with you. I want to like go. Uh, yeah, Can't I want to go. Don't you have a friend? No, let's rent a car and drive and go somewhere and we sit in the car and we talk for hours. Like, I can't deal with Francine tugging at me all the time. You just said rent a car. Is that because you don't like the color of the Tesla? <laughs> yeah. You won't even drive in it? Oh. Can we talk about that? Sure. Did we talk about that last week? No, I don't know. You changed the color without telling me. I got a Tesla because I, I've always wanted one and I'm a sucker. And when you go to the Tesla store to buy one, they'll gladly take a down payment on your credit card right <laughs> then and there. Like you don't have to apply. You don't do any of that stuff. They just take mm -hmm. your money. And on a whim, I was like, all right, let's do it. Peer pressure. And Candace picked out the colors. And okay, this is actually, this dovetails with our expectations conversation very well. Candace picks out the colors and I was like, ah, and she was like, get whatever colors you want. But if I'm giving input, I would get this color. And she wanted it to be black on the outside and cream on the inside. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. And then the next day I was out with my um, running partner and we went by the Tesla dealership in Brooklyn and it had the colors that I want, which is the stormtrooper, like white on the outside, white on the inside, black accents, black wheels. And he and I were looking at that, Ben and I were looking at that, and I was like, dude, this is what I want. And he's like, this is the best color scheme. And it like high fives, lots of bros. And then I went home and changed it. And then I neglected to inform Candace of that change until we crossed the threshold where you could no longer make changes. Mm, by accident, I'm sure. It happened on accident, and she has not let it go for more than two hours since that happened about a week ago. Well, with all due respect, you keep digging. You 
you you love to get a rise out of me out of that. If you didn't bring it up, I wouldn't talk about it. But it, he's like got his friends texting me saying, Candace, I heard you got a white on white Tesla. It's awesome. And I'm like, I'm so, so excited about it. I'm so excited about it. I just think, I wish you, I think, I, oh, it doesn't, I'm so frustrated today. I can't even speak. <laughs> have, no. a, have a ding dong. I should just have a ding dong. It's going to make me feel better. Aren't we going away this week? Why, why are we I going? Am. Why are we going to LA two weeks in a row? I'm going to LA tomorrow because I have to do something at Barney's. For work. If anyone wants to visit me, I'm going to be there on Saturday. Oh, hey, let's plug that. Hmm. Hey, Barney's is in high school. But people don't know what that means. Barney's New York is a department store in Beverly Hills. You can't talk with your mouth full of ding-dongs. Um, Candace sells her jewelry in that store in the department store called Barney's. And she has for how many years? Like a decade. Like a decade. And she's doing a, what are you doing in LA? They're having a special thing called the drop where like all these designers, I'm probably the smallest designer that's doing participating, but are doing special limited edition stuff and activations. And my activation is you buy one of my studs and then um, J. Colby Smith, who's a very, very talented body piercer, will pierce your ear with it for free. Wait, a talented body piercer? Yeah, he's one of the best. Got it. Um, like if I ever got a nipple ring, I'd get it from him. Why, why would you bring that up now? You are a grown woman. You are a mother. Are you still going to get breast implants? You're the one that wants them. I do not. How dare you? You bring it up How every time. How dare you? I would love bigger boobs. How However, dare you bring that up? I don't want to put plastic in my body. I agree with that. I'm against any cosmetic augmentation. But I would do like I, injections but or I would something support in my you boobs. if you did them. I'm just I am against elective sur- and unnecessary surgeries. Remember when we got married and then I got another nose job, and I picked you up from the airport in Houston with a That's bandage terrifying. on my nose. <laughs> Candace has had three nose jobs mm-hmm. in her life, and I don't know how much truth there is. This no, there's truth to this story. She's had three nose jobs, but when she was how old? Five. Seven. When she was seven years old, she dropped a like a a barbell, like a plate off of like a bench press on her little tiny seven-year-old Candace face. And it completely destroyed her nose. It split my nose in half. There was blood everywhere. That's disgusting. So crushed my, crushed my my nose bone. It's fake right here. And, um, but when we first, first, first started dating and I really fell in love with her. (laughs) I was like, I got some bad news. She had to get her nose (laughs) fixed. And I just remember her picking me up at the airport. And I don't know if you've ever seen somebody who's had their nose job. (laughs) A nose job before, don't Google it. But it, it's like a cartoon. It's like a it's like a low budget B movie where they're like, make it look like he got hit by a car. Like two black eyes, just bandages, tampons in her nose, and then a huge piece of white tape that goes almost from ear to ear. And she's like, picks me up in the airport and she's like, I have a have And, and it was then that awful. night I tried to make out with you and you're like, uh, was, yeah, and I this can't. is like this is like <laughs> when we first started dating, and you know, it was about as like you're about as affectionate as ever when you when you're that early in a relationship. And that night, yeah, I remember you getting close to me, being like, "Oh God, oh God, oh God, get her away, get her away." You were a monster. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Okay, this is that time of the week where we take questions from you at home, boys and girls. Um, if you have, if you listen, our podcast is available everywhere. But if you listen to our podcast using the Anchor app. Um, Anchor is the company we work with to produce this podcast. You can leave us like voicemails and uh, we play them back and we answer your questions. Okay, first question. Hi, Candace and Casey. My name is Dusty Mann. Um, my question is for Candace. Candace, I'm a captain in the Army and one of my favorite videos of Casey is his uh, experience in Afghanistan as he helped tattoo the Air Force pararescue guys. 
My question is, how did you handle Casey being in a war zone? And what was going through your mind during all this? I'm uh, married with kids, and I know there's tons of servicemen, women, and spouses in similar situations. Uh, that would love to hear about your experience during this time. Thanks, guys. Okay. Awesome. Wait, awesome question, is- Dusty, but I'm about to get thrown under the no, bus. No, I don't. You are? Do you remember the circumstances? Captain, what I remember. Wait, you, first of all, Dusty, thank you for your service. It yes. was just Memorial Day. Yes, it was. And, and But Dusty's not. No, I know, but I'm sure that he knows lots of people yes. in the armed services, and um, that's always a challenging day for anyone in the armed services. Okay, great question, okay. Dusty. What were you saying? My first my first thought is like, I don't even think we were getting along when you went away. Do you not remember what happened? No. This is back, Dusty, this is back when Candace and I were on again, off again, the relationship. And we had broken up like, or gotten in a fight and then didn't speak to each other for like two days. And then I left for Afghanistan. Oh yeah. So I didn't tell you I was in Afghanistan, nor did I contact you from Afghanistan. You don't remember any of this? No. This is that selective memory where she only remembers the good stuff. That was really, you were so upset at me for so long about that. Yeah, you, there was something really dickish that you did, too. I didn't contact you the whole time. Yeah. Was that also when I got food poisoning and poor Roy had to be my boyfriend yes. and take me to the hospital yes. because my boyfriend didn't even tell me he was in Afghanistan? Yeah. God, you were, really, you were such an asshole. Candace and I, before marriage, we're still assholes. We were just assholes. See, you can put it all on me, but you were mean no, to I me. No, I wasn't mean. But, but Dusty, it is, it, it, I think the reason I was so mad is because you were going to such a dangerous place and didn't talk to me. My fear was that I wouldn't talk to you again and that I would have to be like mad at you that you, why, like, do you not care enough about me to like say goodbye or, I don't know. I wish I had advice for, or more like, I think it'd be ve- I think it'd be very different now, and I don't want to even um, guess what that must be like to be in a to have a nuclear family, to have a, have a spouse, and have children, and then have to leave, be required yeah. to leave for um, deployments are typically nine months or thirteen months. Like I can only imagine what that must be like. And Dusty, your question couldn't be more. Uh, better time considering we spent the first 25 minutes of this podcast fighting about six days fighting about six days So sorry what a dick I am I would like to just add that I have caught glimpses of like um, articles or shows or whatever where there's there's mother support systems for Mm -hmm. for when they're or mothers or fathers for when they're partners um, deployed and I, I just would like to say that someone who like goes to therapy and talks to my girlfriends when we have things in, cro- in common that are problems like that has to be helpful Ab- absolutely and um, Dusty neither of us are, are qualified at all to give advice to anyone on anything because we're both um, just train wrecks but I would say the one thing that I've learned from Candace uh, about mental health that's really affected me is that um, it's like preventative care. You go to, whether it's group talks or um, a therapist or something more formal. Or a or something Or a picnic or something far less formal. You do it before there's a problem, mm-hmm. not when there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you, don't ma- you don't put the fire out. You make sure the fire doesn't start to begin with. Um, okay, we're going to play the next question. Hi, Candace and Casey. This is Aaron from Logan, Utah. One of the things I love about the vlog is how New York City plays a pretty central role. What's one of those hidden gems in New York City that you would send a visitor to 
or someone who just wants to have a wonderful day in New York City. Thanks so much. I love the podcast. That's like the hardest question I no, get No, this is fun because Aaron sounds like such a sincere, genuine person. Yeah, but don't you get stressed out when people ask you, like, what's the best thing to I do? I get stressed out when people are like, coming to New York to party and have a good time. Like, where should I go out to? Mm-hmm. But Aaron sounds like a very, very genuine, honest person. Um, so, Aaron, what I would say to you, um, and Aaron's from Utah, so you know what that's like there. It's beautiful and open. The West Side Highway is where I run every day. This is good, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like a long bike and walking path there. And basically, if you get to the West Side Highway, especially south of like 40th Street, if that means anything, you can walk for miles. And on one side of you is the is the Hudson River where you see all the beautiful boats go by and you can see New Jersey and it's amazing. And on the other side of you is the whole city. So you have this amazing silhouette of the Empire State Building and everything else. And south of you is the World Trade Center. And it's just like... It's one of the few places in the city where you, it's just like awe because you can see everything. That's why so much, uh, so much of my vlogs are actually shot on that exact, uh, in that exact area because it's just so cinematic and beautiful. Okay, next question. Hey, Candace and Casey. My name is Brooke. Um, I wanted to see if you guys would be interested in talking about haters. Um, I don't like giving them attention, but as a young YouTuber, I've struggled a lot with posting just because of the anxiety that the hate brings into my life. Casey, do you just ignore your comments altogether or do you think it's important to engage with the nice people? And then Candace, you seem to have this like really cool degaff personality and I love it. Do you um, have any advice for like going about life, just not caring what people think? Okay, thanks guys. Um, love you. Bye. Um, I do. You care what people think? No, no, I have advice. Just because I'm not a famous YouTuber, but the minute people did start commenting about me, I started to feel bad. And then I caught myself saying something like snarky about some young celebrity Instagram famous girl or something. I was like, ugh, she's so whatever. And then I thought, you know what? I'm doing exactly what that person did. I don't know her. I don't know anything about her. If she was like me, she just lived in her life and she's not a bad person. And so that made me like just sort of not care what people write about me. And sometimes I screen capture them because they're just so ridiculously rude that it's funny. Because I know that I don't know what that like yeah, you, Kendall Jenner you, person is like in real life. Who am I to judge her? She's probably just as awesome as I am. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, I um, I used to take it personally. I used to take it personally. And then I realized that the kinds of people that are that are haters, the kinds of people that are going to throw shade on YouTube, they're small people and they're trying to elevate themselves by taking somebody That's else That's exactly down. what I said, but in a much more interesting way. Yeah, more articulate no, than you. No, uh, mine was more interesting. You're mine all talking was about more Kendall relatable. Mine's like, I'm being using big words. And that helps me. It's just you realize that like, if somebody's going to say something snarky and say something about your appearance or say something dismissive of you, that person's a dipshit and just ignore them. You wouldn't interface with that person in real life, so why deal with it online? I will tell you, though, the comments that hurt, the comments that hurt the most are the ones that tell the truth. And what I mean by that are like, often I'll upload videos. You know, if I upload five videos in a week, one of those five, 20% of my videos, I know isn't as good as the other 80%. Um, and I don't think that's enough of a reason not to post. Like some days I just don't, I'm not able to get great content, whatever, but I know it's not good. And when somebody calls me out for that, they say something like, "Mm, this music didn't really work. And Casey, where's the good cinematography? This was boring. And I agree with them. Those are the comments that 
that like hurt because they're telling the truth. All right, one more question, then we got to call it a day. This is a long pod today. It is because you keep talking. Well, that's the whole point of this. What's up, guys? Tyler Thornberry from Portland, Oregon. Uh, my question for you would be, um, how much has counseling truly helped you guys? Um, do you guys think that it has helped quite a bit? Because me and my wife have thought about going. We've talked about going, but we keep putting it off because, Candace, you're right. It's expensive. So if would you recommend? We've been together for uh, coming up on 10 years. We've been married for coming up on four. Um, so it's a long, long-time relationship, and we just feel like something new would be nice. So what do you do you recommend going to counseling, or do you guys feel it's not the greatest? Thanks so much. Hope all is well. Yes. Yeah, without any hesitation, um, I strongly, strongly, strongly recommend it. Yes, see a counselor. And here's why you need to see a counselor and not just read books. Because there's something about having a human interact with you, and it doesn't have to be an Ivy League-educated psychiatrist who charges $300 an hour. It doesn't even have to be like a PhD who charges $150 an hour. There are social workers who are on sliding scales that can Mm -hmm. work with you based on what you can afford. And it's negotiable. Even with my... my, um, Every doctor I've ever been to, they tell me what their rate is, and I'm like, "Mm, can we do a little better than that? And they usually will. But you have to... But seeing a person is just, is, is key to like working through your problems, I think. Yeah, I mean... I, I, I it holds you accountable. I would speak even more generically, which is just like when you've been in a relationship for, you said 10 years, you've been married for four, like when you're in a relationship for a while, communication sort of goes down this dead end. Mm-hmm, right? Definitely. And then that's when, exactly when you're is. there, you're stuck. Yes, And like it. I only know how to communicate with Candace this way, she only knows how to communicate with me that way. And we cannot get through to each other. That's exactly right. And you're not able to communicate. She's not hearing me. I'm not hearing her. And when you have a third party, um, and like Candace said, whether you're getting a fancy, I don't know the word she said, $500 an hour person, or you're speaking to a social worker for free because you found an ad for it at the YMCA, Mm -hmm. when there's a third party there, an intermediary, it can break through that ice in a way that you otherwise couldn't. They hear things that... They hear that's things right, that's right. that you're not able to hear your other partner communicate. And, that, and that's why I always say, like, it, you go to a therapist or you, you focus on mental health before you have problems. Um, you do it to keep yourself from having problems instead of doing it to, to address a problem. You know who was our marriage counselor for probably the first six years of our relationship? Your mother. My mom. We have to call Candace's mom on speakerphone. Yeah. To figure out fights. And like Candace's mother is just like Candace, and I'd like to think she'd always take Candace's eye. But just having another smart person that could help us sort of see the light just changed everything. Oh, so she was the first to be like, Candace, you're being ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I still call her. Okay. Um, go see, that's it for today. Go see Candace tomorrow. Um, that is Saturday. What's the date? June 1, June 2, something like that. Something like that. 2018 in Beverly Hills in Beverly Hills. Yeah. And also I've been trying to get the hashtag couples therapy going because there's actually been some really good like conversations, conversations. online with it. Yeah. I wanted so to like build a complicated, feedback, I wanted no, no. to build like a complicated website. Candace is like, no, just use the hashtag couples feedback. therapy. Um, suggestions for where to get counseling for aff- affordable counseling if you are a counselor and you want to like put yourself out there for people 
Um, and as always, please subscribe and rate our podcast on Apple or wherever you do that because it does help us. Um, what else are we supposed to say at the end of these things? That's everything, right? That's everything. Can we get a dog now? Uh, we are going to see you guys next week. Bye.